Welcome to the Curious Podcast, where we are constantly in the process of getting to the bottom of shit. Remember that weird moment in time when people were actually using Kick? Well, if you don't remember Kick, it was a messaging app that was founded in 2009 and then released in 2010 by a bunch of students at the University of Waterloo in Canada. At the time, outside of traditional text messaging, there were no apps that allowed communication between BlackBerry, iPhone and Android users, which I had no idea of, but makes sense now why everyone I knew was using it for a short while. I say people around my age group were seriously using Kick around 2015, which is as far back as I can remember. People would actually ask for each other's kicks. And not gonna lie, Kick was and still is an embarrassing app. People would actually ask for each other's kicks. And by people, I mean mainly guys. <laughs> but I'm glad that phase ended. But I know a lot of people around the world do use it every day. And it's popular in some areas. They seem to be doing pretty well, actually. As I was doing some research on them, I was surprised to find that Kick has a website mainly because of what they have been associated with in the news. On the Kick website, they do stress that the Messenger app is targeted towards teens. They boast about being the only platform especially built for teens. I do find it a little weird the only group of people they explicitly mention on their site are teens because I think it's very obvious that since the app has existed, it's quite popular amongst a much older crowd. It's on the about page of the site if you want to check that part out for yourself. The unique thing about this messaging app is that Kick allows you to create an anonymous account, which is what it's most known for, and it's also marketed as an app that lets you chat to anyone, anywhere. The Kick registration process also does not request or require the entry of a phone number or email address to make an account, neither is there any age requirement or verification process. This is great if you want some privacy but these anonymity features have attracted many unsavory characters. In late March of 2016, in Blacksburg, Virginia, 13-year-old Nicole Lavelle climbed out of her bedroom window to meet with someone she had been chatting with over kick. After a four-day search for the teen, Nicole's body was found and police revealed she had been stabbed. It didn't take long for 18-year-old David Eisenhower to be charged with the kidnapping and first-degree murder of 7th grader Nicole. During their investigation, police were able to quickly connect that David and Nicole knew each other through talking on kick and planned to meet. In a February 2016 article about Nicole's murder, the Daily Mail also reported on the messaging app centered in the case. Quote, however, third party websites allow users to search for others by age and gender, making the app particularly attractive to paedophiles and predators and the bane of law enforcement. End quote. This wouldn't be the bane of law enforcement if there wasn't apps that allow you to search for people by age. There's something really weird and sinister about that and it's no wonder paedophiles and predators are using it the most. I mean, we clearly do not live in a utopia. This is a very shit world most of the time. Who do they think would use these apps the most? Also, Nicole's mum, Tammy, had never heard of Kick before her daughter's murder and was obviously quite shocked as there's no way you could rationally explain an 18 and 13 year old knowing each other if they have no connections through family, friends, school or community. Most people would consider it very odd 18 year olds 
just don't speak to 13 year olds on messaging apps. At least I hope they don't. David knew he was speaking to a 13 year old child and for some reason he premeditated her kidnapping and murder. In February 2015, one convicted sex offender spoke about Kick to WTNH News Network and said, it's getting dangerous. He continued to also say, quote, the first thing I thought was, wow, I can be whoever I want. I can get anybody I want. I can achieve my sexual glorification through this app, end quote. Now, I don't want to take what he said and twist it in a perverted way and say, well, yeah, he was searching for kids, but... He himself was saying like, guys, this shit is really dangerous. It's easy for people like me or other people that want to commit certain crimes to find young kids because that's their sexual preference. And I'm saying sexual preference in the most light, lightest way, because honestly, it's obviously a mental illness, but I don't want to get into that. He also explained that predators could simply download Kick Messenger app for mobile phone, make a fake username, and through Kick, download another app called Hit Me Up. Quote, with the combination of both of those apps, you go on and say, I like little boys between this age and this age, and people would start sending you pictures, end quote. Yeah, like I said, who do you think is using these kinds of apps in mass? Definitely not kids trying to find other kids. So there's actually been several cases involving rape and child porn distribution through the use of Kick, because it's so easy for predators to connect with children on the app. They can basically add people based off searching for usernames. So if they're searching for specific accounts they know a child may be using, then they can add the person right away and can chat, send images, voice recordings and videos. They more or less bypass any safety guidelines that you'd get from other social media apps. So it does make me wonder why Kick haven't reviewed their guidelines or rules enough. In 2019, the FBI got involved and they conducted their first publicly documented sting operation, which involved the government taking and running the kick account of now convicted child porn dealer, 23-year-old Daxton Hansen. So this Daxton guy was obviously a sicko, might still be as I'm unsure if he's dead or alive, but you can make little group chats on kick and he was in all these groups which revolved around exchanging child pornography even the administrator of some of these groups. Police figured this out after searching his home and interviewing him. Forbes reported on the FBI operation at the time in a March 2019 article and released some disturbing details. Quote, from April 12, 2017 to at least November 13, 2018, an undercover FBI agent working at the agency's Salt Lake City office assumed Hansen's online identity on kick according to a warrant application filed in November 2018 for the Dropbox account belonging to a member of one of the private groups. Rather than shutting down the various kick chat rooms with names like boy porn lovers to gay perv young, the agent watched over a mass of child abuse material distributed over kick for a year and a half, end quote. So this sting operation, or whatever it was supposed to be, was basically a complete and utter sham. FBI agents didn't do anything about these groups and were able to view the child porn being distributed amongst these users, yet still had nothing to show for their months of being undercover. There definitely is a lot of secrecy surrounding how the operation was conducted, which is ridiculous because 
the FBI themselves publicly documented this investigation. The public would not have even known had they not been made privy to this news. So naturally, people want a follow-up on what's going on. It's all very shady and hush-hush as no information has been released in regards to the agent assigned to going undercover on Kick as Daxon. No information about whether he was involved in also sharing child porn in these groups or if he was simply just observing. There haven't been any arrests made from this thing nor any intel on the chats that the agent was in nor his findings if any. Shit, they haven't even said whether the chats have been deleted. The thing that made me laugh is that Kick actually had no idea about the FBI operation. But seriously, not to be cynical, but when have intelligence agencies ever been honest or forthcoming with the public? Like, for example, CIA documents are released after 50 years to the public. Sometimes a lot of that shit is redacted. I've downloaded and viewed PDF files, and so can you, because... They're open to everyone and all the juicy parts are always redacted. They're just blacked out. So moral of the story is sadly, we can't fully trust intelligence agencies. Truth be told, you can't even trust most government agencies wherever you are in the world. When they tell you something, you kind of have to take it with a grain of salt because they perceive the general public as stupid. Also, I'm not totally sure if Kick felt the pressure on them after the FBI operation as in September 2019, Kik's CEO and founder Ted Livingstone announced in a blog post that Kik Messenger would be shut down on October 19th, 2019. And he further announced that over 100 employees would be laid off. But I guess the app is just too popular because Kik's CEO said, lol, JK, and retracted that statement the next month. So the kick team are full of shit because someone at their HQ must have realized they'd lose a lot of money if they shut kick down. So instead, they have this shitty parents guide on their site informing parents that teens between 13 to 18 need parents permission to use the app, which is basically kick telling the parents to fuck off. Teens are way savvier than their parents when it comes to tech. As a teen, I'd easily be able to hide an app on my phone from my mom. They've literally had settings on phones for that for years the main issue here is that kick is continuously used by predators to hunt for young kids they can speak to or coerce into meeting with and nobody seems to be taking enough measures against this there still isn't an age verification on there i mean there is but kick gives you the option on whether you want to actually give your date of birth or not which is why so many young kids are bypassing these super lax and honestly, shitty systems. I'm sure the creators of Kick hope their app would be used by young people exclusively, as they have said since the beginning. But when you create something like they have, that's super quick and easy, as well as super anonymous, you just have a recipe for disaster. If you research for yourself, for only a few seconds, the cases we see reported surrounding young people being kidnapped or sexually abused through Kick are only the ones we know of. Due to Kick's anonymity features, making criminals virtually invisible, Kick could potentially be used by criminal organizations for other purposes and could attract more obscure groups in society. Excluding the privacy, other social media companies such as Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube have also been criticized for not doing enough to stop child abuse, harassment, and extremism on their platforms. So what I think I'm trying to say is, at what point do we start putting the safety and well-being of others before numbers 
growth and money. Thanks for listening, guys. I really appreciate it. If you're into the strange, morbid or curious, I'll see you in the next episode. Stay safe. Stay curious. For real.